Welcome once again to Living the Past. Uh, this week we are going through the ARIA singles, albums, and the Hottest 100 uh, of 1996. Although, if you let's not even get into the uh, <laughs> it's the 1995 Hottest 100 that was aired in 1996. We do this every year. Um, <laughs> we've got a guest once again coming back, Shannon Mowling from uh, Wow FM. Thank you so much again for coming in and, and going through these lists with us and forcing you to listen to the shittest music. Um, how's your wife dealing with this time? Because I know last time she was like, why do you have to do it? Listen to this? Oh, no, generally she likes the music that's okay. in here. <laughs> but yes, I always agree and then go, oh, why did I agree as soon as I go through it? I feel like I'm just going to turn up and continually just say, well, this song sucks. And this song sucks. And this band sucks. slightly better this year. I will say. There's next, no next year's bon, looking better. There's no Bon Jovi this time. Well, yeah. that's always a... But is there any Brian Adams? I don't think there's there, Brian Adams. There oh, yeah, there is Brian Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not it, a good one either. It wouldn't... Yeah. yeah. He, he, he didn't get too far into it, but yeah. And then there was also... Um, Less uh, soundtracks this time, and like with like less best dolls and lots of stuff. So you know, there's no Michael Crawford, which oh. is good. You know, mm. yeah. I, feel I like think we have a, a high death toll of old people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Younger people are buying music, it seems. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through the Aria albums, the Aria singles, and then we'll finish off with the Hottest 100. Um, we'll go through through the top ten, sort of uh, track by album by album. Some honourable mentions, though, in this one. Um, the Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy. Um, we just, on our, one of our recent episode, we've been going through the video music awards and MTV ones. And Tonight Tonight just swept those. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realise like, how, how big that was. And this album... In full... did, did you mention it has Spongebob in it? It doesn't. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, the actor oh, that does the voice for Spongebob oh. is in the film clip of Tonight oh, Tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Billy Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> Where was... He was somewhere... He just came up again recently. Um, Halloween H2O. Right. He does the voice at the start of Halloween H2O. Uh, what? That's Patrick, I think. Oh, I thought you meant Billy Corgan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is he Michael Myers? No, Billy Corgan's busy being very uh, Zwan at that time. Yeah. Oh, that would mean, yeah, the need even Zwan. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, but for Patrick's voice. For a double uh, album. It got to 14 in the ARIA charts. I mean, that's, that's, that's considerable. I, mean, I think that's pretty good. It is a good album. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, Tina Arena's still busting <laughs> around there. She was a big one last year, uh, last season. Um, we've got, uh, yeah, Brian Adams rounded up the top 25, 18 Till I Die, but we went through that album and it's, uh, there's a one, what's the song? I Want to Be Your Underwear? Yeah, there was some yeah. gross titles in there. He got gross. He was just like, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I know that I was like a, uh, a stalwart of the eighties, but like it's time for me to get my strange on. You know that that Family Guy joke with Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta Jones, where it's like, "I'm married to Catherine Zeta Jones, you have sex with me." Yeah, I feel like Brian Adams <laughs> at this point is like, "I'm famous, I'm attractive, I'm not going to try anymore." I'm just going to say to people like, "Hey, I'm Brian Adams, Romeo and Juliet." <laughs> Sorry, not Romeo and Juliet. Who was it? Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, you know, just let me. Let me be your underwear. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, worst, though, is who he kept out of the top 25. Uh, yeah, so... Criminal. 
Frog Swamp was um, uh, an outlier. Oh, I meant no code. That yeah, no, I know. I, know. I, was, I, was, I, was getting, I was building that. But there were uh, three Nirvana albums in the top 50. There was, yeah. I think there was a, a, something quite significant happening with Nirvana that year. We, we, we are about yeah. to, we haven't gone through it yet, but Money Banks of the Wish Goes for our, I oh, know we would have talked about it right now. Yes, um, that was October. I remember, like, because this is a time where, like, you know, we didn't have these, you know, we had the uh, unauthorized. Cunningham's Warehouse, like, mm-hmm. you know, ones, like, for the, for the, for the you know, um, for their live performances, but, and the liner notes for Moneybags of the Wishka, they, they, they went through, like, Dave and Chris were, like, had little stories for each track and lots of stuff, where it was from, and, yeah. like, I loved it, I ate that whole thing up, and yeah. loved it so much. Yeah, they yeah. really, they cashed in really well. <laughs> they did. Hey. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got Nevermind in the top 50, and that's, what, three years old at the time? Four? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beat that's... out the very best of the Eagles, by the way. Oh, there we go, <laughs> there we go. Um, but let's get into the top. Is there any other um, sort of elderly mentions that you want to? Hootie and the Blowfish, come on. Well, well, there you go. I thought you two would mention the uh, X Files. Yeah, yeah. So that's, um, I mean. <laughs> I, I don't know why, though, because I've got the intro song, and then why is this an album? It could have just been that. It could have been that song <laughs> over and over and over yeah. again. This is back when any record uh, label would be able to have a few singles from bands to throw on. Yep. Yeah. Seems to be like a lot of uh, radio edits and different uh, edits for some of these. We'll get that more to the, into the singles, but like they really, some of it's like, oh, and how now here's this edit of the song and this edit of the song. It's yeah. Like, uh, so you took the bass out <laughs> and you took the guitar out. I was like, oh, it's a dub version. Okay, cool. Um, but Presidents as well. Yeah. Fuji's, chili Peppers, uh, too high for my liking. <laughs> I, um, I was surprised about the Fuji's being like low because yeah. like we went we when we went through the album on, on here we, uh, we were both quite entranced by it like it's it's a consistent album it's not just um it's not just killing me softly yeah yeah but let's get into it so um i mean just edging out enya because like <laughs> she must have been pissed but uh john farnham <laughs> as, as we all are john farnham remember heart um a deplorable album <laughs> I I know it's like you know I know everyone he's back in like uh, everyone's sort of on Johnny Sykes of uh, the voice um you're the voice being given to the referendum ad and lots oh, of stuff I did not know that um, and like <clears throat> but back in 1996 he still released a rubbish album <laughs> <laughs> yeah number ten with John Farnham number eleven with Enya is just basically Father's Day and Mother's Day <laughs> yes because <laughs> kids are going well Dad liked that Whispering Jack album so I'm sure he's gonna like this next one imagine, how could he not open up and like oh John oh that one. <laughs> and the front cover is him waiting at a bus stop I'm like when's the last time you stayed at a, sat at a bus stop John, what do you think about John <laughs> but uh, you know he would have been on Hey Hat Saturday that week to promote the oh, album yeah yeah just. Uh, Just so much coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a cola. Nope. <laughs> um, Under I, something better. Let's not waste too much time. No, I, I want to put, have a little faith in us mm. uh, on here because... Um... <laughs> so you can hear it? He doesn't have a bad voice, no. I guess. Like he's... But it, it's all... It's so... Like, I, it's it's generic, it's, but it's still somewhat unique. But I think it's that thing of like now... You, you know when we were talking about how a few a few seasons ago, how like when uh, grunge came in, all those hair metal bands from the 80s really look stupid when they're still releasing albums, when like there's obviously this new thing going in. Yeah. 
this is kind of the same. It's like, you know, you can't just be... John Farnham shouldn't be releasing stuff past 1994. Like, you know, your time's kind of done and you should just, like, you know, do your greatest hits to a lot of stuff. Don't get any... Like, Billy Joel, you know, love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. Love him. Um, mm-hmm. He knew when to say when. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to... Did Rings. he? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's like, now I'm just going to, like, tour the crap out of all my old stuff. That's fine. Someone else who didn't know was Phil Collins, who just had an album out in October of 1996 and probably uh, shouldn't have. Uh, I don't know. What did you know? <laughs> we'll get into <laughs> it. We're recording this before our October one, so we'll get into that. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind that. It just doesn't fit, though. Like you're saying, like John, John Farnham, Phil Collins, 1996. I don't feel like they should go together. Yeah, no, mm. it's, it's true. Number nine, however. Number nine, this is a... Ben's jam of the '90s, "Daydream" by uh, Mariah Carey. Or Who's Mariah goes R and B. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but whose jam was this not? Well, yours. You used to sing. You used, we've talked about you. Yeah, to this I, I had crying. I had, a, I had. We had a thing with Mariah Carey. Yes. <laughs> um, but that wasn't this album. That was the last. I don't, I don't think it matters if you say you no. cried to Mariah Carey. Did, did you not cry to Mariah Carey at some point in your life, Shannon? Absolutely not. No. No point ever. I, I, I spent a lot of my life trying to avoid the music of Mariah Carey. Sorry. Well, too bad. <laughs> Is it possible that you may have already been crying and she could have been playing somewhere in the background? Potentially. Yeah, there we go. I'll take it. But not good enough to make you cry. Um, yeah. This has got that, but it has got one of my least favorite moments of hers when she's like, she does that really, like, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I have the vocal range, and you're going to hear all, yeah, <laughs> of me falling down the stairs. I feel like she was kind of subtle about it. You can have that no. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but this one made it into the definitive albums in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. This is listed in their 200 definitive albums. There was a band, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> right? They had drums. Maybe. Well, maybe some of the 25 or 30 writers that were involved in it were in bands machine. that used it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it rolls. Um. <laughs> Going into uh, so this has been Australia Love Live. Oh, oh and plus Live Plus if you look at them now. Oh yeah, I think yeah. so. You can find them more easily on streaming services. Oh. There's a plus before and after Live, you and they're, just, they're touring this year with yeah. Incubus double header. <laughs> How's that? Incredible. Yeah, can't wait. I would love to see that crowd. It's going to be dudes. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> if I get a free ticket to that, I am there. I think they're, they're actually sharing who's going to be headlining because oh. neither of them are used to being the headliner. They're always the support act. So they feel more comfortable cool. being like second. It's cool. yeah. Always a bridesmaid tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Queens of Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails did the same thing. Yeah. Adelaide, like you were saying, like Australia loves live. There is a an Adelaide band that is a live tribute band. Are they called live? Uh, I think they're called Throwing Copper. They'd have to be called Throwing Copper because that's where it begins and where it ends. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Secret Smarty, man. <laughs> dolphins cry, you know. You take moments. some Dolphins cry, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, Throwing Copper, um, it's now Ed. It's just Ed now. Yeah. Because um, there's, there's some, there's, if you look into it, have a, go down the, uh, the rabbit hole of... Uh, right, song rights and and people oh. uh, ripping off the band for uh, gambling money, um, all sorts of stuff like, like uh, band members. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. A lot of them don't speak. Yeah, at all. They when, were... when they from a religious background. No, I don't think they were. I think that's Creed. 
That's definitely Creed, but I'm pretty sure live. Uh... Should I do my one piece of uh, trivia that I always bring up when the Triangle Copper comes up? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That it was the uh, album played while the bodies in the barrels murderers were murdering their victims. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> my piece of trivia is we got this from the library and never returned it because it was that good. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. And I noticed the library didn't try very hard to get it back, obviously. <laughs> oh, you got your own couple. Oh, okay, you should bring that back. Oh, okay. I think after the, the bodies thing, they probably didn't want to be affiliated with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will. Okay, look, if you're going to pick a song, Ooh. the song I picked from this. I alone. Song of Drama. Yeah. yeah do a minor song. Not doing Lightning Crashes. Oh, how good, though. That's enough. Well, Shannon, do you, do you have a stance on on this album uh i feel like you wouldn't like it but i want you to like it. <laughs> yeah see i'm very much still of the time for a lot of these bands and albums yep. and live just felt like one of those bands that were the bands that moved to seattle to change their sound to try and get a record contract yeah and that's how they always struck me back then so when i hear it now it's like i just dismiss them instantly as i mean the the songs are catchy and when you yeah. hear them, you yeah. sing along and you go, yeah. And then you realise it's live and you stop yourself singing along because <laughs> you don't want anyone to see. It's the Matchbox <laughs> 20 thing. Like, I mean, like... Uh, they, oh, they, that's No, harsh. no. They, they, these guys seem to have a bit more cachet than Matchbox 20 and they're fucking yes. no different. Oh. Yeah, they are the same. <laughs> they, should be sw- they should be swapping, swapping like that. They should join the Incubus tour. How about uh, live and Black Crows? And Counting Crows? Fuck off. <laughs> Can crows are their own thing, and you can just okay. uh, sit back over there. Crows are crow. Crows are crow. <laughs> they sing like this. Thought <laughs> so they might be giants. Shut up. <laughs> All right, uh, going on to um, presence of the United States of America. We this well, their second entry. My uh, wow. my my favorite song of the year last year was Peaches. Remember my top five? Yeah, and I didn't understand it. But... That's appalling. I hate this band with the passion of... Oh, Shannon, just... take the floor. Oh, like, I, especially at the time, I couldn't get them. I didn't understand because they were like a novelty band that didn't have funny songs. And I just thought, I what's the point? <laughs> it sounded like if you got a bunch of 12-year-old kids that had just learnt their instruments to write some lyrics that were pointless but not funny. That was this band. Well, that was and 13 just... at the time, and it really, really spooked. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember, like, the music was pretty ordinary, but the lyrics were just dumb without any sense of humour to them, really. I, I get that. It's the sort, of, <laughs> the sort of lyrics a dad would make up to their four-year-old song as they're walking around the house. Oh, what are we going to have for dessert? We're going to have some peaches. <laughs> yeah. Here's a stupid dad song about peaches, but they got three-string guitars and just, made just, it a hit. Just to agree with Shannon, um, Laura's brother who was about to turn 50 regularly very often say put there in a can put there by a man yep well, I think stop if, ruining this song for if, me <laughs> if you took out the distortion and the swearing mm. these songs could be the little song they'd play in between a tv show and the abc oh you know what would be great the um have you had listened to uh rockabye lullaby albums so this is artists has like taken hit albums or oh, hit songs yeah. and yeah. made them into like baby songs. Yep. Mm. They've got to do this. This would be great. Well, they didn't have to because the lead singer is actually now in a band called Casper ba- Casper Casper Baby Pants and he is a children's entertainer. Oh, there we go. 
Yeah. <laughs> Shannon saw it coming. Yeah, absolutely. He oh, saw right uh, through. Yeah, he was cutting his chops in uh, Presidents of the United States and then <clears> moved on to the lucrative kids. Well, on the flip side of that coin. <laughs> I like this album a lot. And uh, I like the fact that cause they, they were playing guitars with only three strings on it. Like, yeah. It's like... And apparently, like, two of these guys are, like, certified geniuses. So I'm thinking, like, they're, like, maybe there's worked out, like, a theory of, like, we can get maximum money from doing, like... So I feel like they've, they've done... They, they did research and it's like, ah, oh, I don't know how to game the system. But not <laughs> only were there only three strings, they were tuned to chords, so they would just have to play one-finger bar chords yeah. for all the songs. That's pretty genius. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, I don't know, I, I, for some reason... And I remember last year, like, I'm looking back and I'm like, yeah, maybe I did pick the wrong song, but, like... At the time, I was just like, there's like a lot of stuff. I was like, oh, this is just nice. It's very nostalgic for me. Like so, and there's yeah. there's a lot of dumb like Bull Weevil, Doom Buggy. Doom Buggy is hilarious and stupid, but Kitty's great. Kitty's great. When it comes to dumb lyrics, I feel like Lump should not be in the same bracket. Why is that? I think Lump has more to it than yeah a Doom Buggy in the sand. Mm. Yeah, but still not a lot. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Do you think a lot of people went out and bought their other album because of this album and that's how it got in the top 50? Yeah. The second one? Yeah. No, because I had Mark 5 on it. It was amazing. <laughs> that's all I had. But they were uh, big. When, like, when this album came out, they were one of the yeah big, big bands of the time. Because no one else was doing... Like you said, they weren't funny funny. Mm. They weren't a heap serious. So they... I remember they played... They, on uh, Rage, they played a show um, in front of Mount Rushmore and it was like, it was like one of the best... And I, it was like one of the things that they just didn't replay very often. And I, I had to rec- I had I recorded it, and I'm like, I fucking loved it. It was just they seem to be just loving loving life. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? They're geniuses that cashed in on their genius. <laughs> <laughs> so going moving on to um, uh, recurring dream, our um, our one of our greatest hits of the top ten. So this is by Crowded House. Um, one of the did... greatest greatest hits ever. You love this. So good. Yeah. I listened to this on repeat on a drive to Melbourne once. Yeah, just this. Oh, there yeah, was. It's like a lot of songs. It's like it's... there's a lot, but there was a good forty minutes where I just listened to um, "Everything's Good for You." Uh, that's the <laughs> song that I was going to show. Yeah, um... partly because I was trying to hear Eddie Vedder's vocals in there. Ah, <laughs> you can hear if you have headphones, but not in a rickety old van going ninety k's an hour. That riff is also very fun, very simple, very fun to play. Like, damn. And just the right <laughs> amount of Beatles as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this coincided with the Opera House concert, yeah? Were, I think so. Yeah. The that end. Was, have, you ever, have you ever watched that? I've seen bits of it, but it's too sad. I can't, <laughs> I can't enjoy it's it. so many people there. Oh, I yeah. Just, oh, it was huge. I just, um, I've watched it on replay a couple of times and it's just like, it, you can't even fathom like uh, that many people being into and like they all seem into it too it's not yeah. just yeah it was it's just really really good so devastating and it's yeah. just there's just so many great songs on yeah. 19 tracks and at least 12 are absolute classics i feel like yeah. something you could probably put on especially in australia and like you would be hard pressed and if, in a in a party of like say 20 25 people like no one would complain like, no you'd be like yeah. Well, you could listen to it an entire drive to Melbourne over and over and over. Was it just by yourself? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, still no one else would have complained. <laughs> Neil Finn's second greatest moment. His uh, best moments are on the uh, BBC Flight of the Concords radio series. 
where he's incredible. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that. <laughs> Murray, uh, the Flight of the Concords manager, because they're from New Zealand, has yep. Neil Finn's phone number. So he's constantly, every episode, calling <laughs> Neil Finn, and Neil Finn just gets progressively angrier and angrier and angrier in each <laughs> Neil episode. Neil Finn can never get angry. But no, uh, because Murray keeps calling him. So he starts off trying to be polite, and by the end of it, he's had too much. It's amazing. It's worth tracking down. All right. And then let's mention his third greatest thing, which was his son, Liam. Oh, okay. And also, you've kind of had split great. ends later in the charts too, with yeah. uh, uh, New Zealand Symphony Orchestra Enzo. Oh, I remember that. Thirty-three, yeah, on the chart that year. I I never got into split ends. I think it was just bit before my time, and then like yeah. But going back and listening to them, they were really good. They were like at the time, so weird. Yeah, yeah, so, but, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just I don't think they get enough uh, praise for that. Um, and then, so next we have the very best of Tony Childs. Uh, now the reason, uh, look, I, I was like, I thought it was the black black velvet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think this one purely made it there because uh, many rivers to cross was the uh, NAB. Yeah, commercial. The, the National Bank had, yeah. had that. <laughs> I think and that's what made people go, oh, I like that song. How Bloody album. Sad are Australia. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It didn't do anything anywhere except Australia right. and New Zealand. But we're like, oh, it's on the telly, so we might as well go get it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's like, she's just like... The one song she didn't write. Yeah. <laughs> rough. Well, the other thing they rough. took, like, I had a look at this one, and yeah, it mainly only sold in Australia and New Zealand. It went gold in New Zealand with 7,500 copies sold. Ooh. That's all it takes for gold in New Zealand. Ooh. What was the population in New Zealand at the time? They're like 8,000? Oh. Probably. <laughs> Do you want to have a guess of how many uh, copies it sold in Australia? Uh, Twelve thousand. It'd be in the hundred thousands. It'd be in the hundred thousands. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was. It was huge. Four hundred twenty thousand. It went six times platinum. Four twenty. A... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that like their bank commercials. What the? Oh man. Maybe was Nab giving it away? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's like, oh, they didn't like the. Open up yet. a new saver account. Get a get a Tony Child. It's like, oh no, when someone was like, you know, Mum, I want you to be edgy, so we'll, along with the Enya, I'm gonna give you a Tony Child. <laughs> Has got the nab song on it. Fuck yeah, it does not. <laughs> and the song she wrote. No, 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 the, the nab song. <laughs> um. So oh, there we have got uh, Oasis, um, who will be sort of revisiting a few times in this, uh, in this these countdowns. Um, are you an Oasis man? No, no. I mean, I will say they have some good songs, but not an Oasis fan at all. Yeah, I, I think I sort of fall in and out of love with them. Like it's, um, like it's one of those. Like, the like, brothers are so stupid. I would see. I always picture the with the brothers that they have completely normal home lives, <laughs> and then when they walk out the door, they go better put on the Liam character, yeah. Yeah. and then they go out and act like that. As caricatures and then go back into their normal lives and have barbecues can, on the weekend. You can only with each hope other. so. Yeah. yeah, I did like the in the recent years how they just sometimes it just take start taking barbs at each other and, and just for no reason. Yeah, and um, uh, Liam Liam Gallagher's not as smart as his brother, like, <laughs> and he's he's no. just goes for like the he just just abuses him, whereas like his brother's like. <laughs> I think he before Mac. Mark Lanigan passed. They had a weird Twitter spat about just wanting to beat each other up. Yeah, who would win in a fight? <laughs> what did he say after? What did he say after he died? Did he say anything? <laughs> I'm but hoping he was tasteful enough to leave it there. Mm. But 
But um, if you ha- have a look on Facebook, there are some people that very clearly haven't moved on from the Oasis blur battle because oh. it's still heated. You can look up some random post on Facebook yeah. and about 15 posts down, someone is bringing up Oasis versus blur. I reckon the Gallagher kept that What going about Pulp? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pulp yeah, was pretty good. <laughs> they were too nice. They didn't get involved. Yeah. They were too cool. Yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah. Did you, um, we found out that uh, Jarvis Cocker mooned everyone during Michael Jackson's song at the Brit yeah. Awards. Uh, we never knew about that. And we was like, we spent too, way too long watching that video. <laughs> <laughs> it all happened so quick. It did. Um, eight times platinum in Australia, 560,000. Uh, wow, that's not a lot more than Tony Child. No. <laughs> oh, maybe we should do Oasis versus Tony Child. As a yeah. I, I can get if if uh, Twitter was back in the day, Tony Child would have and been I'll getting tell you some what, I don't think Oasis has ever been big enough to be in a bank advert. <laughs> no, no, they haven't. <laughs> no. Nah, they were. Um, but there is, you know, to not poo on them too much. There's some quality songs on here, and yeah. Champagne Supernova. Even though I've done it to death, and I don't want to hear it ever again. In high school, like that was just. That was yeah. the greatest thing you'd ever find. Well, they came up with a formula of copying the Beatles. They stuck with it and got some good songs out of it. You know yeah. why you like it? Because it's still fucking going. Since like, That song's <laughs> like seven minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what made it so good. Oh, it's like, yeah, you, you, that solo. You're doing that solo again? Okay, cool. All right. That well, clip, so though. Do. do you remember the clip where like all the airy women's wearing white? And it's just like, oh, they had to... Is that the, the Champagne one? Supernova? Is that the Champagne Supernova one? I didn't no? think it was a single. Was it? It was a, there was a definitely uh, yeah. Oh, don't know. Oh, maybe. You're, you're so Sally can wait. What's the what's that one? Don't look back in anger. Yeah, okay, maybe it's that one then. So Sally can so, wait. That's oh, what look, the song's called. It's they both. You know what? They both have the same. And then Jet did it all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, can't wait for Jet. <laughs> I can. <laughs> um. So then we've got The Cause, my dad's favourite. Oh. <laughs> I, I came in and he was watching The Cause when we had like Foxtel and you know, there's that music channel. It was not the, it's not the music channel, it's like the, it's the arts channel that shows full concerts oh. or something. Okay. And he was watching The Cause and I was like, what you doing? I think the key thing you've pointed out is watching yeah. The Cause. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. he and may not he have just even noticed his, And he had, like a, he had like a scotch next to him. Like, my dad never drinks scotch. I think he'd been to like a, he had a hard day, and he's like, Oh, they're pretty easy on the eyes. I'm like, I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> no, it's amazing you. that there's that generation where I can't imagine now where they would find something like that to watch, yep. and the, the pleasure from it would be to like sit there with a scotch and be like, mm. <laughs> Look at the, I, mm. I, I can't mm. hear the song The Cause by No Effects without thinking of <laughs> doing it for the cause. <laughs> It just comes to my head every time that song plays. Well, this one should make that make that just run away immediately, we, won't it? We uh, everyone fell in with uh, love with Ireland for a bit there in the nineties. Yes, they did. Well, they were all in the commitments. Oh, all of the. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. One of them was like the the sister yes. of the main guy, Jimmy yeah. Rabbit, and then if they had the others had bit parts. In the yeah, it's like <laughs> in Ireland. We only have one group of people we can <laughs> pull from. This is our talent pool. Yes. Um, all right. So, yeah. Uh, um, Two, uh, there's, wait, five, in, six instrumental songs on that album. <laughs> six. Wow. And that came in at <clears throat> number three. Um, I'm going to tell you just how much 
the the uh, did David Foster was a writer of the instrumentals of the song Someday <laughs> the cause and David Foster I did not know that how strange do you want to guess how many six hundred and sixty nine six hundred eighty thousand ah. <laughs> I thought you were giving me that look because it's going to be a funny number I think. Uh, <laughs> I think statistically, everyone should have a copy of the court <laughs> in 1996 Australia. Yeah, and foolishly, they could have just gone and got the single because that's all they wanted. <laughs> I mean, it starts off with an instrumental. No, no one wanted that. So um, a lot of skipping on that album, I'm guessing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> not, if, not if you're watching it. Depends if you're, yeah. drink, depends if you're drinking a scotch. That's where you, you all pour the scotch during the instrumentals. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, the instrument, the, the singers are off stage. <laughs> it's like a, it's like they're in a trance. It's like, what am I listening to? Oh, they're back on stage now. Now I know what I'm listening to. This. I, I don't get, cause like, they were easy on the eye. They weren't ugly people. But they just, they weren't, for, I don't know, I, they weren't sexually provocative. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, it's not, it's, it's like. This is what I can't get my head around. It's like, I'm not doing anything bad. I'm just. No. Game game appreciating game. <laughs> I just I feel like that generation wouldn't just be like sneaky rubbing one off to things like that. They're just like, like no. I think it's more attainable, like girls yeah. next door sort of yeah. thing of oh I'll look, ask if her I the... ever had to, if I ever had the chance to date a rock star, it'd probably be one of the calls because they look I'll like ask they go to the library with me and then to the dance after <laughs> She's safe because she doesn't look like a whore. <laughs> I imagine your dad says it like that. <laughs> he is the Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah, depends on how many scotches he's had. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking more Martin Short than Tony Soprano. But... Okay. Um, Falling Into You was the uh, 14th album of Celine Dion, and it went absolutely nuts here. An album that spawned a million Australian Idol auditions. Yes, yeah. Yeah, for those... Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... I'm sorry to say I don't I don't yet have word back on what Celine Dion fans are called. But I'm assuming it's DNX. I'll let you know. <laughs> sorry. Are there people that are like that's their thing, Celine Dion though? She just seems like a bit of a A girl at my work went to Canada to see her play. Wow. And then recently cancelled and they just went to a like a screening of one of her concerts instead <laughs> i mean yeah. there there's there's hardcore dionettes out there is there yeah is that that's what i'm calling <laughs> she, she hasn't got back to me so i'm calling them dionettes um <laughs> yeah like they um well sort of that sort of whole thing of uh the whitney houston song um oh from bodyguard uh, what's that what's that song the um is it, i was always love, love, love you yeah. so like that's that sort of that that diva craze in the 90s People just like listen. There's that woman that listens to that song like 40, 400 times, and they call the cops and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah. I think they, like I, I think they like the song. I don't know why they like it. I don't know what's. Well, I mean, it's a good song. Yeah, but over and over again. I think like, it's inoffensive yeah. too. It's just easy. You can yeah. put it on and yeah. it doesn't bother anyone. And then you'll get super <laughs> fans because she was so. I'm not gonna say she was true to her roots, <laughs> but because the whole French Canadian connection, like she still was doing like French album shots. She was still doing yeah. her thing. She wasn't just like a sellout. Like I'm just going to do hits after hits and make sexy music videos. Like she just did like John Farnham. She yeah, just, his sexy she just, music videos. She just did her mm. thing. He didn't want to do that. He's like, I'll be offered to the sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I'm just going to stick with the Farnham rock. I'm going to 
not cut my hair. Yeah. Oh, no, he did cut his hair. He, he did cut his hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, it back slightly. 13 times Platinum's. That's a million albums sold in Australia. It would still sell too if people bought and CDs. Yeah. Apart from like Canada was 1.6. Um, oh, Germany's up there too. 1.25. I feel 25. like Australia and Canada at that point would have had similar-ish population. population. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's that's all leading up to our number one for the uh, for the Aria album charts. Jagged Little Pill. Canada goes the one too. Oh man! Yeah, mm-hmm. ten weeks at number one. It's that's it's. Is it only twenty? Sorry, Alanis Morissette when she recorded this. Yeah, twenty years old. Twenty. Yeah. Oh, she was just a baby. Yeah, and she'd had like pop albums before that, and was like an eighties kid star on some did you watch that off the docker the, no that's pretty good yeah. like yeah it's um i was hoping for a bit more of a breakdown of like each jagged little pill song but right. like it's yeah they sort of focus on the the hits for the thing that like um not to talk out of took out of turn too but like taylor hawkins is on there yep um and basically says that the rest of the band who would do is were just like just sexing their way across the US. Yeah. Like, like they were like the Lions would be like going over the, the, the yeah. and then like yeah he'd be like there's a couple of couple of times where like him and a couple of band members like they're kissing fans but I'm like they look pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's Chili Peppers on the album too yeah oh, I didn't know that Did Flea and Dave Navarro yeah and um, I don't know how they because yeah. you've got this Canadian pop artist yeah who suddenly decided to do an alternative rock album and they've managed to get some chili peppers on there. And who convinced Flea that he didn't have to slap bass? Why, why would I just don't, don't do it all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that was like a studio thing just to like add more, you know. Well, she had some cachet with the alternative. Like this is, and this is why it, it did 1.2 uh, million. I think a lot of people were like, oh, I can get this and be a bit edgy. Mm. But like, she was still like sort of a, a pop singer sort of thing. But she was just that, they had that edge to it that made it sort of okay. And also so, there was a, Bunch of singles that did so well off the album too. That yeah, you can see yeah. People picking it up and oh yeah, yeah, like all credit to her sort of thing. But yeah, I think um, she really did sort of tread that line of alternative and and mainstream so well. Yeah, when we covered it, yeah, that was the sticking point. It's just it's so. I mean, to me, it seemed super unique. Yeah, but at the time, like you know, the trend was coming around, but it just stood out. Oh, so so fucking good and and so singable. Like in the car, or like you know, it's just you know, it's 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 very much deserved. Out of, out of all the ones we've come so far, I think this one deserves to be at the top. Because... And at this point, um, as of today, ironic, which not the greatest song on the album, almost four hundred million Spotify streams. Yeah, mm. no, she's um, she's she's Insane. now coming out. Pink's got to come out a couple of times to do. You want to know on her shows and lots of stuff. So Alanis is just no like. Yeah, she'd be right in the prime of just like, I can just go anywhere. <laughs> I'll do a song with someone, get paid a bunch. And, well, she yeah. came out a few years ago or was going to, and she did like two Melbourne shows, I think. Oh, like she did Melbourne cancel Sydney. the tour for some reason. So I think she is coming back at some point, but like, yeah, it'll be, um, yeah. It'll just be a Sydney Melbourne thing because yeah. she'll do whatever she wants. Rightly so. Alanis is going on Alanis. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, we are going to go on to. Um, the Aria singles chart um, but before that we're going to have a break mm-hmm. 
So welcome back. We're back in. We're doing the Aria charts and the Hot 100. We're doing, we've just done the album, so we're doing the uh, the singles now, the Aria singles, which, you know, sometimes there was a bit of crossover with um, the albums and the singles. This time it's, it's, it's kind of its own beast. There's a few things that, yeah. if you, before we get into the top 10, we'll, we'll uh, go through some of the ones that didn't get in there. Um, obviously, Shaggy Bombastic should have been like <laughs> number one. Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Um, Leanne Rhymes Blue. Just a girl by no doubt. Uh, yeah, that's, that's criminal. The so thing I, to friends made it all the way to number 24. I watched Captain Marvel the other day. <laughs> and there's a bit, like, I don't really like Marvel movies, but I have to imagine, like, I have to say, like, when there's a fight that happens and then Just a Girl is played at the top of it, pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> the Come As You Are bit in it, I didn't really like, but the no, Just a Girl bit, yeah. But the yeah. drop of hole oh, at the end, oh amazing. my lord, in, yeah. In uh, speakers at a cinema, oh, that was awesome. I bet, yeah, yeah. Um, Is it as good as Get Down On It by Peter Andre? <laughs> Nothing can be. <laughs> I didn't know that was his song. Hmm. But two TV themes in the top 25. That's ridiculous. It's like, I'll be there for you it's Tony Charles and the <laughs> The Rembrandt, that's a really good song. And Mission Impossible was in there too. We were big on movie and TV themes at the time. Oh, I think... Who well, says, like, you... oh, I want the Mission Impossible thing? Can, can you... Oh, no, you two fans. Because it was... Uh, that's right, It was yes. that guy and the drummer from yeah. U2. Because if you get, like, 20 seconds of something that's catchy, like that, the Friends theme, and X-Files, you're like, yep. yeah, this is good. I can yeah. listen to more of that. And you couldn't just stream it and go, okay, I've heard it now. You had to go and buy the CD single. Yeah. Or the cast single. I'd do yeah. singles at some point. I mean, that was... It, yeah, you've got B-sides oh. and remixes and... Yeah. And a radio edit of the version of the song that you just yeah. bought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we've got... Yeah, this, I mean... Um, Coolio had another song, apparently. Glycerine by Bush, I, th- I thought would be higher. Yeah, that's a bit sad. And the album, I think, was like 18. Yeah. So, that, I mean, the album wasn't great, but, you know, it deserved more, I thought. Uh, Who You Are by Pearl Jam at number 84. <laughs> it did peak at number five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just curiosity from people, though. I people do. didn't hear that on the radio and go and buy it. People were like, oh, Pearl Jam, I'll buy this. Like, oh, fuck. What yeah. have I done? On our No Code episode, I <clears throat> told the story about how my friend's mum heard, se- heard the single on the radio at work and picked her kid up from school. And she's like, oh, have you heard the new Pearl Jam song? I'm like, no. She's like, it's terrible. <laughs> like, it's all sort of African. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. well, I think you get the same thing, Ben, with um, the new Young stuff, which is in the yeah. hottest 100. And people yeah. just went, oh, it's Pearl Jam. I'll go and buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was really, really good, though. So it was. Butthole Surfers made the top 100. Yeah. People are buying butthole surface <laughs> and like that again that's 15 that's not like a butthole surface song though is, yeah is it but we we were talking about that because when it came out like we like the rest of the album is not like that at all mm, it's no. like it's just it's so weird like they're like oh we got a single here um they were right yeah so there's there's a few there in, in there that um uh, sort of missed it's out it's also quiet 61 by bjork um Metallica until it sleeps was number one for a bit. <laughs> then went down to forty four. People love that album. Load. Yeah. No, I think people love Metallica, and they just wanted another black album, so yeah. they went out and bought it. Yeah. And I think also kids that wanted to look like they were into metal went and bought Metallica. Too. Yeah, yeah. And then because um, I think the next one's what is the next one's Fuel. Uh, that or Reload? I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to it. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but but no, I think Shannon's right. This is not a point where 
you're hearing these songs everywhere so you can get a taste and then buy it. You're just basing it on what they've done before. You might hear it on the radio. There might be like a little snippet on TV, but then they just give you like a taste of it. Yeah. They don't give you like five songs and like, yeah, go buy it now. It's like, here's, here's 30 seconds. Here's this, 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 this the sanity listening station. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Um, X Files uh, just missed out the um, the X Files theme by Triple X. Beg your pardon. As did Savage Garden. I want you. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't actually on the. They only released a single that year. They didn't release the album. So we don't think we covered it at all. But like we got there because um, you're I don't know big Savage Garden guy. Apparently, <laughs> Laura would be upset if I do not make mention. Okay, one out of all these. Track I I did not I've never heard you're making me high by Tony Braxton like I that's number ten I knew you're a big Unchain My Heart <laughs> who wasn't that song's incredible um but this is like this was um a big one because it was part of the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack it's just so generic it is you've yeah, never yeah. heard it before but you've heard it a million times yeah but how this is there and Unchain My Heart is not I don't understand. Oh, this that was in. It sounds like a song. Oh, we watched a movie recently with the kids. Um, the red one from Pixar, the red, the red uh, panda one. I don't yeah, think yeah. it sounds like, it's like one of the songs in that. Um, I see a lot of like thirteen-year-old girls thinking they're really cool listening to that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's love got to do it by Warren G? Oh. That was number nine. The sample is so poorly placed in there. <laughs> it's like, just... At what point is this the song from? This is the Tina Turner song, yeah. isn't it? But it just it doesn't fit. It's almost like they've just clicked a button and gone. Yeah. But it does have Jackie Chan in the film clip. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because it's from um, Supercop, Police Story 3. Oh. Which is like a three or four year old movie at the time. <laughs> but they got Jackie Chan to dance in the, in the film clip. Incredible. We uh we watched the Turtles new Turtles movie in the cinema this week with the kids. Is it good? And um yeah, it's really good. Oh. Um but Jackie Jams has the voice of Splinter and oh, they do a little montage nice. of them learning kung fu and they show a lot of his old kung fu movies. Oh, I thought it was like a nice little touch. There's a there That's is a cool. lot of nice little touches in that film. Yeah. If you get a chance to see it. And cashing in on Jackie Chan in the nineties, smart move. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yep. now, because I think he uh threw away his child. Um huh? <laughs> I think he disowned his child. Why do you have to ruin that? <laughs> I'm not ruining it. With how famous he was at the time, he's probably quite a lot of children he's not owning up to. Shannon's yeah. <laughs> allowed to ruin it. <laughs> Longer put return. It was of the time. It's what people did back then. <laughs> now, um, we all know that sort of... Uh, what was that? There was that website, Excuse Me While I Kiss This Guy, the misheard lyrics. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I never knew it was Return of the Mac. I thought it was like, we're turning back. Like, I never knew the song, the, the title of the song was in... I I, I've, I've heard this song before. I did not know this song. Really? No, I listened to it because it was on the list and I don't think I'd ever, ever heard it before. I thought it was like, oh, yeah, we're turning back. I never thought of what they were saying. It was just catchy. Yeah, I um, I never knew it. Like I was, I I, I thought they were saying something. Else. I think child. when I listened to it, I didn't make it through the chorus. So I <laughs> you missed yep. out. The chorus is where it's at. Um, but it, where's he returning from? Of the Mac. I know, <laughs> but had Mark Morrison done anything to return from? No, I don't think he's done. He went to Burger King. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they used went, it. Then he went back to McDonald's. <laughs> so Burger King used it. Did um, they? McDonald's used it. Why would Burger um, King use it? 
Because okay, McDonald's in New Zealand used it in a commercial advertising the, the return of the Big Mac after clo- stores were closed in the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, so they returned the Mac. But why is Burger King using it? Donnie Wahlberg sang this song. Your mate uh, as the masked singer. Okay, he's not not my mate. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I think he's okay. He set a hotel on fire, but he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find me someone in the nineties, eighties, seventies that didn't. Throw a TV out window or set something on fire. Used in the 2020 Democratic Party president candidate by Andrew Yang. I'm like, oh, that would be cringe. Mm. Um, see the one of the dudes from the Republican going for the top spot is using Eminem, and then he's Eminem's giving them a cease and desist. <laughs> nice. Why do they keep doing that? I think they just uh, it's any news is good news. I think if you're yeah. a Republican, you just have to play it safe and go with Kid Rock, and that's yeah. about all you've got. Yeah. <laughs> Or John Farnham. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're giving him some money, I don't think he's All right, so the next one we have was um, Everything But The Girls. This is a weird one. Like, I don't know how this got... Like, I don't know how that's a good... band name. Well, this was the longest charting song on the US 100, Billboard 100. But it's not... It was on there longer than any other song. It was on there for over a year uninterrupted. I think I haven't really heard of it. It's one of those ones the chorus is everywhere. It's ambient though, it's just like Well it's like a it it's was a couple of years earlier it was released as like a pretty relaxed well, acoustic track and then it got remixed and went massive. Well then she Is this like, the one they, where you, she cannot stop the rain? Yeah. But they, okay. they they released a full album of just that song and thirteen different remixes. <laughs> Everything but the girl just um yeah. Everything but another song, apparently. <laughs> it's just, most people just assume it's Massive Attack. <laughs> yeah, there's, them. there's a lot of it. Even that um, Return of the Mac, that could have been any other like R&B song yeah. in the mid-90s. But it wasn't the Return of the Mac. <laughs> I, 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 I like that song. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like many of the other songs. I was, I was, the I was just like, finally knowing what the lyrics <laughs> That could have been Criss Cross. It could have been Snow. It could have Snow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it couldn't have been Joan Osborne though because she is not an R&B pop <laughs> she is uh, she is what she is um, I like this <laughs> I like this song I I know people think it's like all uber religious and stuff but uh, oh there was a million parodies of it too oh yeah I mean the, yeah I mean Dr. Evil <laughs> it's probably the one that I always yeah. go to oh I forgot about that one yeah um, this was uh, do you remember that, that show Joan of Arcadia no like there's a uh, no, you're much woman, older than I am. A woman, a woman that could talk to God. It was one of those ones, like kind of like a Seventh Heaven, where it's like, here's a show. It's not who's religious. It's, not <laughs> <laughs> it's just like trying to, you know, uh, sidearm like religion into American TV. I have for some reason put this song hand in hand with um, what's going on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know why. This so was written by the, the Turtles movie, apparently. Ah. It was written by the guy from the Hooters. Remember the Hooters? Yeah. And we dance. From the 80s? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it seems like it should be really dull, but it's if, just not. If you were a church going lass a lad and you heard this, you'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what if he was one of us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably wouldn't listen to this. <laughs> Prince covered it. Really? Yeah. No way. On one of his live albums. Yeah. But he did it way better. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice. It is nice. 
God um, probably is one of us. He's also probably an alien. It's one your mum would go, what song's this? <laughs> if you had it on. <laughs> well, so you turn that one off. Not this one, though. Well, we've, we've finally arrived. Have you seen... So, Spice World. Have you all seen the, the clip of Victoria... And David. And be honest. <laughs> so Victoria, there's, there's a docker out of Beckham. Mm-hmm. And in it, uh, Victoria was saying that she was working class. Um, and then she's in this, this this living room, like sort of being, and then David sort of sticks, he's like, be honest, what car did your dad drive to school? And she's like, no, 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 we were just, my dad drove a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it goes on for a bit and it's, it's like the new, the new meme. Yeah. Sorry, but Canon is, she was posh. So yeah, exactly. claim to be working class. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and you know everyone. Everyone should know. David knows. She knows. That was her name. Yeah. Um, why you can't wanna, hide it? If you want a nice, decent breakdown, if you go onto Instagram and, and look up Saint Hoax, they do a nice little uh, t- ten clip uh, breakdown of the entire thing. And uh, it is it is quite funny. It's quite funny, and it does make you want to watch it. <laughs> but I also do still hate David Beckham. <laughs> why, why do you hate me? Because <laughs> he's not as good as he makes out. Everyone. <laughs> Not a good man. <laughs> um, wannabe. We haven't really sort of covered it that much on the main... I don't think their album's out yet, is it? The single came out. The album comes out in November, so we'll sort of do it, do it then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, look, that Spice World is legit fucking hilarious. It's it's great. The Have, film? Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I've never seen it. It's, it's not... really... It's, if you want like a good slice, that and Josie and the Pussycats yep. is like one of the best uh, sort of... In, even sort of up there with uh, Smiles app of like sort of um, taking on the music industry and just yeah. like sort of, you know, um, turning turn, turn the light back onto them sort of thing. Um, I liked this clip. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, all, it's one shot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit clip. hectic. But yeah, it's pretty it's good. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah. But then um, there's also not really a lot going on at the same time. Yeah. They were just yelling at the camera and moving around. Did you have a favourite? Yeah, I had to. Uh, my first favorite was posh, right? And then uh, slowly just went to. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think back. Probably baby, Mel C. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Ginger was my longest running favorite, right? Followed by baby. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll get. We'll get into that. Um, we will. Yeah. We'll, we'll sit there with a nice glass of scotch. Go <laughs> <laughs> into their collarbones and their. It'd be one of those uh, YouTube videos of I watched uh, the wannabe film clip at thirtieth uh, of the spree, <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I noticed. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, I, look, it'd be interesting to listen to that entire album and see, like, because I, I, yeah, because it's not all like this, is it? It's not. <laughs> So I always, always thought interesting lyrics. If you were a teenage boy, and someone said, "If you want to be my lover, you'd got to get with my friends." Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Now we this has come up way too much already. <laughs> this song. At least we didn't see it in the albums. Oh yeah. Ah, love it. Do you, actually, do you actually love it? No, you love it more. But no, legitimately, no. at the time, I think the parody "Stole My Car" was played far more on Triple J than <laughs> yeah, the original song. Stole my car. Um, I like how this guy looks like The Rock. <laughs> 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 He's even got the, the, the eyebrow thing going on. Um, it is catchy though. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. 
What's your th- what's your story? I can never remember. Like, oh, it's, um, that's not a story, yeah. but yeah, you you didn't you, you missed the lyrics. There's as as a it. child, I didn't know what they were saying, and I asked my siblings, and they just agreed with everything that I said. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Is it bizarre? Like the, the old story? Like, is it a bizarre? Or is it bizarre? Is it a how? It, what? Like what? Like yeah, that's what he's saying. It's like no, but which which one is it? <laughs> which yeah, makes me saying. which makes me just want you to have gone to an OMC concert and just be yelling out the wrong. <laughs> what are yeah. you doing? Market bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> Multi- multicultural. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's a bit of New Zealand uh, cultural heritage now. Yeah, right but... up there with slice of heaven. <laughs> so nice, it should be. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's one. Um, it's definitely not the worst of our list. I mean, as catchy one-hit wonders go, it is not the worst thing. Mm. Yeah, because we've got... <laughs> Again, we're back. DNAPs. <laughs> Unite. <laughs> I would say this is probably... If I had to choose one, this is probably the best one. Uh, yeah, yeah. It makes me think of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it is it's Conair, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's not. No, that's it's not. not. Um, Sarah McLaughlin did a song for Nicolas Cage film, and that's whenever I hear like a soft womanly ballad. It's Leanne Rhymes, isn't it? It was the song for Conair. I think it's Leanne Rhymes. Okay, keep going. But whenever now I hear something of that sort of tone and tempo, I can just see Nicolas Cage enjoying a breeze. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just what comes to mind. Uh, what? I can't he'd, see, he'd be a DNA, I'm sure. I can't, yeah. I can't see what um, song, um, what any movies that song was in. It's the Connie song. Um, because You Love Me was, was it Up Close and Personal. Oh, really? Or it was... Oh, How Do I Live by Trisha Yearwood is Connie. Oh, that's none of the people we just said. <laughs> uh, but we, or a conglomeration of all. <laughs> <laughs> we covered this recently. It was that Michelle Pfeiffer film, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it was either this song or one of the other songs from the album was in it. Yep. I'm going to upset some di- Dionettes. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the they've already thrown, they've already kicked their steroid in the car. Yeah, rightly so. <laughs> um, next, um, what should have been number one yep. uh, is Killing Me Softly. Is I mean, what more, more could I say about the Fugees? I haven't already. I gushed about this group. and Makes up for them not getting high on the album chart. Because everyone yeah. bought the single. Yeah. That'll, um, that'll cover me. Yeah, look, and it's that whole album is just amazing. Um, I think it's one I would always want to go back to. Um, it's not about the album, Paul. Um, I don't want to do the number one. <laughs> oh, come want, on. Ben's already started doing the dance. Do you want to do number 14 instead? <laughs> or 14? The same song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the number 14 uh, features Pedro Castano, whereas number one didn't. So people Correct. must have preferred without uh, whatever his name was, and Castano. Pedro Castano never made it to number one with Los Del Mar. Mm. But Los, Los Del Rio, wait, it's different artists? It's different artists. <laughs> oh, whoa. What the? F- <laughs> um, what is- Imagine if they united, it would have become this- the greatest song of all time. Is this a typo? What's happened? Los Del Mar... Was a short-lived Canadian music duo. There's lots of. Different... They covered the song. Oh wow! So people loved some Macarena in 1996. Then. Macarena yeah. was done in 
Yeah, it was, it was that's remember it was like in it's in that um Yeah, what did we watch? It was uh, it's in that movie with uh Sally Field, Eye for an Eye, where she's Keeper Sutherland murders and rapes her daughter and then Sally Sally Field uh, he gets released and she's following him. At some point, she's in a store watching him, but the macarena's in the background, and I got so distracted. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird choice. <laughs> so, if no one's caught on, number one was Macarena by Lost El Rio. Yeah, mm. uh, three times platinum in Australia, 210,000. Uh, Basically, every kid that went to a blue light disco went home and bought this song so they could continue yeah. the dance. In America, it went yeah. uh, 3.7 million. How many in Australia? 210,000. Is that it? Singles, yeah. though. Singles. How many did Killing Myself do? Um, Give us some numbers here, Paul. Because that's... I mean, that is a lot. But compared to the album sales, it it makes it sound... I know it's number one for nine weeks, but it makes it sound a bit more... Exactly the same for Killing Me Softly. It was 210,000. Yeah. Okay. Um, Must have been a a slow era that Macarena was up there. Well, we talked about it. It was uh, 22 weeks at number one in America. And uh, nine weeks. Nine weeks here. In here, so which is just criminal when you think about that. Um, <laughs> so some uh, some number ones that didn't make the uh, top ten. So George Michael um, was there in January. Um, Savage Garden almost Me- got there. Metallica was there for one 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 sweet week in June. Metallica was there, um, and then. But this, like, check this out. So from the 31st of August till the end of the year. So 31st of August till 26th of October is Macarena. And then from then to the end of the year was Wannabe by Spice Girls. So it's just like one song just dominating. Mm. Can I uh, just quickly jump back on the DNS? (laughs) (laughs) I've just heard back from Mickey. She she sent me a screenshot of my message to her um, DNS. And she said, what do I tell him? Uh, Aaliyah has said, the Claudettes. Okay. And Noel has said, tell him we're called mental patients. <laughs> <laughs> they already made that joke. Apparently, uh, people call themselves all different things, but there's not like a official, unofficial title. Because you wouldn't be a true Celine Dion fan if you weren't true to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It sounds, like a, in. It sounds like a Dionet to me. Um, so that's, that's the Aria singles. Um, and we're going to have uh, just one last break until we go into the hottest 100. So, back in a sec. All right, we're back and we're, we're finishing off with the hottest 100 of 1995, which aired in 1996. Um, so, this one... Uh, you know, we're not into the controversial years yet. Um, this was only the third time they'd done um, the hottest one hundred, and weren't they all controversial? Uh, this one, the only controversial in this one was like if they, people, people didn't realize that. All no, they didn't, it's not that they didn't realize it's that. Alas, Morissette is in the hottest one hundred, but she wasn't actually played on Triple J at all. It's just that you could put in your own choice um, yeah. for your song. So, but we'd like, already had Dennis Leary, so oh, yeah. I think he was played on. Yeah, but still, <laughs> why? That was a whole new, that was a whole different type of uh, controversy. Um, a couple things I wanted to sort of do at the top here. Um, so for the first time, and not for last, obviously. So Sick Fest by Grinspoon was in there, and they weren't. They were they were doing uh, featured on Unearthed, so Triple J's uh, sort of uh, talent quest, basically to find like a unsigned Australian band, and um, the, the Grinspoon was so huge in that time before they even released their album that that uh, that song sick fest was 
uh, entered into the Hoss 100. So that was you, you say huge, but like yeah. in look, I'm not a big Brisbane fan, but like you got to give credit where it's due. Like it's they they took over the street. Like I reckon they were on every single tour that came around. Like you know, big festival tour. They were pretty fun to watch live. Um, no, gonna, actually, no. They weren't fun to watch. They were fun to listen to. Like they didn't do too much on the stage. I'm just the gonna, crowd just went up. I'm nuts. gonna ruin it because Laura. Every time this comes up, will tell me of the night that she went and saw him at the Gov. Okay. To a half full room and yeah. went about went on about the thousands of people mm-hmm. that have come out to see him and support him <laughs> at the Gov. No. Like looking at all these thousands of faces, the fact you guys are all here as supporters. I think that's just Phil Johnson being Phil and being pretty funny it about is. it too. Um, I think he's delusional. There is, oh no doubt. There <laughs> is. The a thousand people would have been standing at the bar like they usually do at the Gulf. No, yeah. Not when it's not sold out. <laughs> uh, 78 different artists from 13 countries, uh, 30 from Australia were in there. And about 11 novelty songs about smoking dope. <laughs> yes. I think that's what we can take from this, is if you write a novelty song that uh, teenage boys can sing about smoking marijuana, you're getting in the hottest 100. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to it, we'll get, uh, Mindless Drug Hoover's The Reefer Song, which I'll play in a sec, which mm. you can't get on a lot of streaming services. Well, it um, was never a single in, except in Australia because... It did so well on Triple J, they went, well, let's make it a single. And it goes for 1 minute 51, so it's the shortest. And then Massive Attacks Protection, uh, longer song at 7 minutes 52 seconds. So, um, but I'll play the... Where did this fall in the list? Mine was Drug Hoover. This is, I think, 12 or 13. It was pretty close to the top 10. Oh, Jesus. Again, you can see 17, 18-year-old footy club guys okay. singing the chorus to this over and over again. I think that's enough now. Is that a Birmingham accent? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Not quite as And if I want, if, if it was a doing, doing a, a lot more whining and annoying. <laughs> don't do the either. accent. Don't no. do the accent. No, no, no. Damn it. So let's get into it. So let's let's go through. Obviously, Boombastic by Shaggy again. Um, is... <laughs> There's a couple of tracks that just shouldn't be there from Triple J listeners. I will say that. Um, what is it? Um, uh, Apple Eyes by Swoop. Oh it's yeah, not a Triple J song. That's not a Triple J it's, song. It's no. a terrible song. Um, we've also got. Uh, yeah, so Pearl Jam were um, also the backing band for Neil Young for Downtown, so mm. they'll account for that one as well. Uh, Lightning Crashes, I reckon they might have been on Triple J. Would, would live have been? Yeah, yeah. would have at the time. Um, good to see Blood Boy get so high. Like, after listening to two, um, two playing again, I'm back in regurgitator mode. I love that band. Yeah. And you've got the hardcore Cure and U2 fans making sure their band gets a song in their way. <laughs> yes. Claiming something off of a soundtrack but voting for it endlessly anyway. Do you like Dave Graney? I, I don't know <laughs> where he fits, what he's supposed to be. No, I just... Um, he plays the big rock star character as like, does he think he is or is it... I remember him clashing with no effects at a big day out once and just that might just tear in shreds of him because <laughs> they were waiting for him to finish so they could start and they because they were playing overtime. Um, Jill Solbule a couple of times, so I kissed a girl and the supermodel, um, yeah. which we heard from yeah. like... 
many movies uh, in the last couple of years. The but first appearance of, the, as they were known at the time, uh, the drummer from Nirvana's band. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, twice, are they in there? Yep. I'll stick around in this as well. Surely mm. Big Me has to I still love that narrative that Dave Grohl pushes about how when he started the Foo Fighters, he had to work really hard to get recognition and to get people to come. No, you're in the biggest no. band in the world. People are coming to see you I no think matter what. he chose to work hard. Yeah. Like, I think he worked hard, but you didn't have to. No, people were going to show up. Play. Yeah. And then you get annoyed at people wearing Nirvana t-shirts. I said, what yeah. do you expect, mate? Like, That's we went out, come. We got in a van and we toured around the country. It's like, <laughs> you, wanted, you chose to do that. Yeah, you could have flown. Yeah. Yeah. You had your own plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's another. There's another pots on here. <laughs> oh, there's a bunch of them. We were talking. Oh, hippie. What's the hippie one? Oh, um, I fucking hate that song. Oh yeah, it's awful. But again, um, kids could sing about smoking drugs, so they wanted to. Christiana knew was around. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Missed that. Um, we were talking before. I always remember there's an aria. She. Because <laughs> there's also the let's go smoke some pot. Yeah. Um, at the Sorry, Aria Awards, there was kids. a guy that was doing, I can't remember his name, um, but he was present, he was presenting Christine Anu and said like, got way more success when she decided to drop the S off the end of her name. <laughs> 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 and everyone sort of just, and I think she was like, uh, what? <laughs> and Paul Deans? What do you mean? You'd be happy that Rancid makes an appearance? They do. Yes. Yeah. With, uh, look. Controversially, um, probably my least favorite Rancid song too. Giant bum. <laughs> That's what it's called. This is another pot song. Dash rip rock. Let's mm. go smoke some pot. Played in the car park of country footy clubs everywhere. Yeah. And just so everyone is aware, Paul does not. <laughs> what? Smoke pot? Yeah. No. No. That's why he's so taken with I'm waiting, the songs. I'm, I'm waiting for it to become legal like a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just quickly, before we leave Foo Fighter Town, just want to say how happy I am that Big Me is not on here. <laughs> Fuck that song. Um, it swept, well, nearly swept the um, movie, um, uh, music video awards. It was a quality. Yeah. yeah, the video was funny, but the song is awful. All right, let's get into uh, the top 10, though. So, um, top 10... Top nine and ten was uh, by Tism once. Greg, stop the, Greg the stop sign, and he'll never be an old man. River. Um, I don't like Tism. Hey, me either. <laughs> but I'm on board. They used uh, to appear on the big gig, and I used to think that they were going to be really funny. But um, so he'll, yeah, he'll, I didn't get the joke. If they were, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. The kill river phoenix. I'm on the drug. I'm on it the just... drug. I'm on the drug. The kill river phoenix. Fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers wasn't a fan when they played it and he was around. I don't think I many bet. people would yeah. be a fan of that Because he was line. one that sold him the <laughs> Yeah, he was there. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He was, um, but we... yeah, he threatened to kill him. Yeah. Well, maybe he's worried about his, his business on the side. <laughs> like, I, didn't, is... I didn't sell you that. Where did you get it? Now, I got a song. I got a story about the song. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it Bob Jane T. Martz? No. Okay. So, when I was in high school, uh, we had a you know every so often you would get those um, they're not improv groups, but they were like they're kind of a comedy kids groups that have a message. So we had these two people come around and they talk about road safety. 
Very important. And they chose to talk about... They chose to use the thing about car accidents by doing Greg the stop sign. <laughs> and then like slow motion pretending that they were hitting... That they were going into a crash. And all I can remember thinking think of anytime I hear this song is just like <laughs> these two no doubt failed arts actors oh, yeah. students just like just like in these like the brightest day glow uh they were it was like i remember this, they look like minions before minions came around so they had oh, like cool. they had like bright yellow tops on and then these like overalls I could and learn she's that. like at one point she has a steering wheel and she puts her head through the steering wheel in the Greg st- the stop sign bit and she's like because she's singing along to it yeah. but then there was a point where I think she just went a little bit too far and she couldn't get out <laughs> <laughs> and it was there. is she, this a physical steering wheel or is she miming a physical steering oh, wheel and, okay. uh, and all I can think of is like yeah her just like she held, handled it very well she did eventually get it off but then she sort of had to like go alright your turn <laughs> and, and the other guy came up and he's like so kids what do you think about road safety and like Someone just said, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> because we were 16 and that's what you do. You put your head in a steering wheel. Um, but yeah, that's anytime I hear that, it's just a road safety. Uh... Well, every time I hear it, I cannot help but hear the backing vocals sounding exactly like Murray from The Wiggles. Yeah. yeah. Mm, for, is it just it, sounds... So you reckon it's, he's one of them? Oh, no. Do, have they revealed who's in it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I think they have. Because like, like Damien Cowell and because he does a lot of his own stuff now. And well, there's a lot because at the time the long running thing was that it was the D generation. Yeah, and like, but then like, oh no, you would know Mick Malloy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just assumed uh, when there was the mystery about it that they were just high school drama teachers. <laughs> just had that vibe to it. Oh uh, yeah, or you know. Uh, uh, teaching road safety (laughs) (laughs) we could have actually had tism in there we would have known um so the next in uh, number eight we had uh where the wild roses grow by um nick cave and carla minogue Uh, nick cave and the bad seeds nick cave and the bad seeds and carla minogue um yeah love the song uh when i what what yeah that's great okay but you said crap no no i was on board with this last time when we did uh 95 yeah, you don't like it because you don't like Nick Cave. It's not that I dislike it. I just don't like Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good song. Carly Minogue is fantastic. And the Bad Seeds are okay. I think Nick Cave is good. I just don't like him. Is that possible? Can I go with that? Yeah, I'll be like, it works. <laughs> no, we're going to sit you down and we're going to make you listen to every album in order until you like them, Ben. Oh. Well, I don't think that's possible because I think your body will like shut down. Yeah. <laughs> so that's too much gloom. I just become a gloom. Um, but no, I was... I, like Murder Ballads is a phenomenal album. It is. I yeah. just love it. Have you seen on my Instagram, it was uh, circling a bit. There is a very, very classic clip of Billy Corgan interviewing Nick Cave. Yeah. And it is cringe as all fuck. Nick Cave yes. is not happy yeah, with him. Yeah. Billy was Corgan, he okay with him until... He calls him English? Yeah. No, I think he was like to the point... Like he was not having any of it. And it's really, really cringe. That's sad because I feel like they should be friends. At one point, yeah. I think, is it is it parody? And then at one point, I'm like, no. I no. think he generally doesn't like Billy Billy's Corgan. just young and dumb. Well, yeah. at the... Pearl Jam concert at Adelaide Oval. Eddie Vedder did his correcting the media about Nick Cave. I remember he was saying on there that the he played in Perth and said something on stage and the press at the time said that he classed Nick Cave as one of the best Australian songwriters of all time. And at the Adelaide concert, he said he wanted to correct it and he didn't use the word Australian, that he just classed him as one of the best yeah. songwriters of all time. He, I've 
I heard him say it a couple of times because yeah. he covered a Nick Cave song yep. at a Melbourne show. Which one? Ship song. Oh. Yeah. Um, and again, he said about how great Nick Cave was. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just you in the front row, just like, what would Play you Play a Pearl Jam song. <laughs> He's not that great. He's really, uh, Play a Splendent song instead. Do a Ben Harper cover. <laughs> Um, no one ever said that. <laughs> Next, we have uh, more garbage. I like this. I like. I like Bluey. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's Bluey's dad. How can you not like Bluey's yeah. dad? I'm just. I've said before, but I'll say again. I missed a lot of Australian stuff. Yeah. So it's another catchy song. I'll give myself a pass. It's, it's another catchy song. Um, Custer, like more and more. I wish I'd go back to back in the day. It's really good. This sounds like it should be presence of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> Are they going to sing about living in an apartment and you know but, how you uh, have to go upstairs? Blue, were... Bluey's definitely given them new life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that the, the thing I like so much about uh, Bluey the, the dog. Yeah, yeah. He, the thing he does the voice for Bluey's dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Um. They were very um on recovery whenever they got whenever they got interviewed. They were not serious at all and were just like they took the piss and they were very fun to watch like they just yeah i think they were just like in it for whatever reason but it's just yeah i, I got respect for that um and custard is amazing so the actual food yeah okay only chocolate oh, nah vanilla custard ah, there's one that there's one at the norwood Foodland. um the brand's our pro yeah, it's so good. I just drink it from the carton <laughs> in the car park <laughs> in the store. Don't look at me. Yeah, thank you, thank like, you to all our sponsors. Yeah. It's like you know. for goodness' snacks and Alpro. <laughs> we heavy. have to we have to scan the one you drank in the store too. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for it. It's worth it. Um, Heron Girl by Everclear. Uh, weird. I love. No, it's not. It's, it's oh, amazing. Okay. Weird. No, it's not, not. It's weird. Weird. It's not Santa Monica. Really. Yeah. Mm. Um, but Heron Girl's an awesome song I, and a good album I think, I think I rated it pretty high last year you did um, is this now grunge is, is dead now well this is the I think this is more like the bridge between punk and grunge yeah like, so a lot grunge of is dead and this is like the next move away of yeah Bush killed grunge didn't they yeah I think but so. like I think like now we've got this sort of we've got the net and the new metal so you've got the corns and the biscuits and lots of stuff over not there. yet well corns Come around on. Um, and then you've got this thing, like sort of like I would say, Everclear's there with like Weezer and Foo Fighters, and like you know, it's, it's some of it's like a bit of fast, some of it's yeah. ballady sort of thing. Yeah, um, I think they were a band. No one disliked, but they were no one's favorite band. Yeah, they were just band. around. Yeah, and no one yeah. likes Alexis too. If he to speak to anyone, like, yeah. apparently he's not not like dodgy great. He's just annoying. I. I don't know what it was. I heard something bad about him once, but then I've also heard that he's had not a great life and, you know, he's actually pretty decent. Yeah, I, I've just said that he's like a control freak and it's like, well... You know. I said the, the line in this about the policeman saying just another overdose was yeah. actually about his brother. Yeah. His oh. brother died on an OD and his mum at the police station heard the police saying that, oh, it's just another overdose. Yeah. And yeah. so that made it into the song. I found that his lyrics quite um, confronting because, like, I think... It's like really good melodies and, and, and musicianship, but like the lyrics were actually really good. Like they had a song that was pretty high on the charts called um, You Make Me Feel Like a Whore. Mm. That's about like, you know. Um, it's pronounced whore. whore. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, I remember that got heaps of airplay like on the, um, on V and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, he had like, I reckon his lyrics were, were quite good. Um, well, Father of Mind. Father of Mind, yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, and then I mean they did dip. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> they dip, and it's just him now that the old um, bass player and drummer have gone. Um, so is the way. Yeah, not Pearl Jam. The Steven Gillies Strong. and uh, Ben Jacobson. The who's the from? Oh, ben Gillies and Chris. Yeah, like their yeah, books yeah. out now. So yeah. I kind of want to. There's another side to that story. Well, apparently, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't even send Daniel Johns a copy of it. Refused. <laughs> Ref- no, I, I had refused to well, send yeah, him a he, copy. Yeah, he offered one, and they didn't, didn't give him one. And then apparently, it was like something on ABC, and they, the ABC wanted to play uh, Anna's song, which yep. is about anorexia. Yep. When they were talking about Daniel Johns' anorexia, and he's like, "No." I don't want he, you to do that. He and then did, he, they pulled the episode. And I think they've had to put it up with different music now. He, um, I don't know about that bit, but he said you can use Silver Chain music on TV, yeah. but you can't have it on streaming services. Oh, okay. And management just ignored him, fucked up, put it on iView. And he's like, this this is actually illegal. This was not part what? of the agreement. That's mine. You yeah. can't. And they had, to, like, it took them three days to take it off iView. Yeah. Which is sad because I really want to watch it. I do. I think we'll come back. It'll be on something at some point. Yeah. And I want to be on Daniel John's side because I think it's but, a bit uh, harsh, yeah, but I heard the Anderson thing was like another thing where he's like, yeah, don't put that over the top. Yeah. It seems a bit close. Yeah. Mm. Um, How did we get to Silver Jam? We should be here more often. <laughs> Let's get back to Pearl Jam. <laughs> it's oh so quiet. <laughs> I didn't realise this was a cover. No, I didn't either. Uh, Until like I clicked on the link that came through and it's a cover. That's that's why it did so well in Australia. Yeah, um, <laughs> we love to rehash. Yeah, yeah. Was it on a Nabba? And it had a music video everyone wanted to watch. Yeah, it was on some sort of commercial at some point somewhere. Uh, I'm pretty down the line, but yeah, yeah. I, um, this was one of my favourites for the year. It was in '95. Um, Love this um, whole album, but this one. It's just a great song. I don't know why anyone would have any problems with it. And she sounds like she's having fun. Yeah. Like, really sounds like she's having fun in the studio for this one. And yeah. the clip, like, it's just fun to watch, though. Spike yeah. Jones at his best. I think, yeah, he, um, I think she was pretty sick of playing because, like, I mean, it is quite a departure from the rest of the stuff that she's done. So I think she, like, um, I don't know if she plays it live that much because you need the whole big band thing, yeah. I think, but like. It is a great big band sound. Mm. Mm. That would. That would be something. Um, I wonder if it's being used. Like, it seems like also something that would uh, just begs to being used in a, um, a movie at some point. So. It was in uh, Pussycat Dolls with Brittany Murphy. What? What? Jersey and the Pussycats. Uh, Pussycat, what's Pussycat Dolls? That's a band. I don't know. That's Was it part of the film? I don't know. No? I don't know. But it's Brittany Murphy saying it. Okay, cool. That's nice. Everyone likes Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Um, our next song. <laughs> I'm sure it's been used plenty, as it should. And Shannon's favourite, Kitty, from <laughs> Princess United States of America. It's just for kids that want to swear at blue light discos. It says, well, the, same can be, the same can be said for uh, Killing in the Name Off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's 100% what that song is for now. <laughs> it's not the same. Um, the rage is gone. It it's just a fun, easy song. Yeah, I just I, I don't I don't uh, you know quite approve of the message. You have to put the kid outside. Well, you're <laughs> kicking it. Why are you kicking it? Just lift it up. Do you not lose? Kitty's on the food and I want, and he scratched him, so he kicks it. 
Not acceptable. <laughs> also, I thought he was saying foot. <laughs> Does he say foot? He says foot at some point, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. Can you my foot and I want to touch it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. For a second, I was like, this whole time, has he been <clears throat> saying food? And I thought it was food. <laughs> <laughs> You can relate to that. You can, you can, yeah. Your cats are always on your food. <laughs> you have no idea how much cat hair I eat on a daily, day-to-day basis. No, I can guess. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, the next one. Big Here one we for, are again. Big one for Ben. Gangsters Paradise. Um, okay, so this one I found. It was the only hip hop one or R and B one um, for this year. There won't be another one in the top ten um, until uh, I think. Basically, there's like it only happens three times in the next like 15 years of like one of one of it's Thrift Store by Macklemore, which is like back in like 2012. Mm. Um, I'm trying to find the um, Boys to Men are done. TLC have gone. Fuji's are gone. No, but like oh no, Hey Ya, Hey Ya. Um, in 2003 will be the next um hip hop song. And then hip hop hilltop hoods just take over forever after that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's just like, but yeah, it's, it's it is sort of significant that. Um, it is mostly just sort of alternative like rock and all that stuff, which you know Triple J is like that was sort of thing. the station at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there would have been like other, <clears throat> you know, in the hundred. Oh yeah, I'm just saying like in the Triple top J ten. Loved Kanye for a while there. They did, yeah. Kendrick, Donald Glover. Yeah, I'm just saying like in the late '90s where like you know, uh, like you'd think that there was like not Danny lot- Glover. <laughs> There'll be a lot of. Um, no, it's just he shortened it, like in the interview where he says he never realised why he didn't go with the name Don. Don <laughs> <laughs> Glover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a Coley song, uh, Gangs of Paradise. Your in mean, your top five last year. Mm. It would be in my top five most years. Yeah. Um, how many did it sell? Oh wait, this is votes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have vote numbers? I do not. Uh, <laughs> I don't have that data with me. Um, the next one, uh, Bullet of Butterfly Wings. Uh, look, again, uh, high school uh, discos and stuff like yeah. this one. <laughs> Clear the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> I initially hate... I remember first hearing this song and it was after I thought um, Simon's Dream was amazing and then this came out and I just hated the chorus because... Um, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Sounds so much like Year Ten poetry. It does, yeah. And I just thought this is crap. And then grew to really <laughs> like it, but that line still sticks in my head as pretty cheesy lyrics. It sticks in my head because for a long time I thought he was saying I'm still just ready to cave. Right. As in, like implode. Probably, probably, yeah. probably actually makes more sense. <laughs> ordinary rhyme, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best. Cage and cave. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I look. I mean, it's um the fil- the film clip too. Like, like in that sort of in the quarry, in the quarry, and it's like it's just all dirty. The and pain of like... hearing you both say film clip all afternoon, <laughs> putting me in wait- a cage. I was waiting for <laughs> you to just. <laughs> Sometimes I do it just out of like just shits and giggles. Um, I love the diversity mm-hmm. in this top five so far, though. Bjork, Silly Kitty. Gangster's Paradise, Bullet Butterfly Wings, Kylie yep. Minogue. It, you're like you're ticking almost not every genre, but you know you're ticking a lot of boxes. If you had to think of like, yeah, it's like, oh, what would be like the a random top five of the um of the nineties? 
you got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, pumpkins and presents you can kind of put together. Yeah. You know, they both got guitars and they're a bit silly. <laughs> but Coolio and Bjork, so far apart. And then the number one. Um, the number one, Wonderwall. Uh, I said maybe. <laughs> uh, no, de- look, definitely. It's fine. Maybe. Is it? It's, look. That was the now- question, sorry. I was going to say... <laughs> Is it an issue because it's been just just drilled into everyone's life? Yeah, it's become like a Hotel California. It's bigger than the song in the band ever you was. Wouldn't, so, just... sorry, Shannon and I played a charity football match together mm. recently, for anyone that's not aware. Um, on our bench, the guy, you know, the guy that rocks up every year and plays the guitar, oh, yeah. he yeah, runs yeah. out in the field. So... There was no one there, really. Well, there was people there. There wasn't a big crowd, so it wasn't like a big event for him to come yeah. out. There was no cheering or like much going on. So apparently, as I was yeah, out, it, it's hard to just describe as a guy when we're talking about a naked one-legged banjo player. You've yeah. got to sell yeah. it for what okay, it is. Who <laughs> thankfully kept his scarf like mm. in the front. Like, look, you know, there's, there's got to be something going on. There was some, like... there was a lot of children around. That was because it was billed as family friendly. Previous yeah. years, it's all there. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. he makes sure to show it up. Mm. Um, so I was out in the field at the time, but Laura was on the bench and apparently he just walked off. It was all very quiet and there was no like crowd. There was no really involvement. He didn't have friends. He didn't know people there. And the wonderful Dan Linky just whispers over to the rest of the team on the bench. goes, I'll say he's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I said she just lost it. (laughs) And I know it's a joke that gets overdone lately, but... When you get it right, yeah, yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> but it, yeah, it has been done to death. It's a cliche now. Yeah, yeah. But, is but it I feel like, like if know, it wasn't, yeah, would we what's, feel what's amazing though is no one's done a cover of it that's done well. It's big enough that you'd think someone would have done the cliched cover of it. Everyone just does the same thing, didn't they? Like yeah. if they cover it like they just do it exactly as yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I do think like it's it's. One of the ones from the 90s that if it comes on, I'm like, I don't immediately groan. Like, I think I'd, I'd listen to Internally, it. Internally, you might groan. <laughs> but I think, you know, there, and there's like that bit, especially like, I mean, if you had a few drinks, the bit at the end where you'd got the call and response. Yeah. You, you begrudgingly <laughs> enjoy it. You yeah, know, yeah. It's a good song, yeah. but it's Oasis. I mean, you play that many other songs. Why not? <laughs> I also forgot how it started. <laughs> 1.7 Spotify streams. One point, just one point seven <laughs> billion. Billion. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I will find the. Uh... That's all, that's all you get. <laughs> but it is that interesting thing, and it happens with a few songs. Is the people, the kids that are discovering the song without any of the context yeah. of where it came from, yeah. what it was like, they just find these songs and go, "This is." Brilliant, without any of the baggage that comes with it. Yeah, which is kind of cool because it makes you respect a bit more that it wasn't just a flash in the pan. Yeah. It wasn't just a moment. It's not, oh, we liked it because of this reason. Like when you know our generation was finding the Beatles. Yeah. You didn't find them and love them because you're connected to it. You found it and loved it because like these are really good songs. Yeah. 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 They're not, you know, kiddie geniuses, but it's good. I think if you're looking at the Blur Oasis battle, if you look at the hottest 100 of this year, you've got... Wonderwall, and then you've got Country House, yeah. which is a pretty ordinary song. <laughs> it's no um, uh, Park Life. No. Yes. Yeah. Um, park Life! 
770,000 sold to the single of, in Australia of Wonderwall. So yeah, that's not bad. It's, it's pretty good. Um, 5,000 in New Zealand. <laughs> but it was one of those things as well that, the, especially the album, was being bought by the friends that I had that weren't that into music. They were the oh, ones yeah. that were, were going yeah. on about how great it was were the ones that you didn't normally speak to about music. I mean, those ARIA charts are indicative of, of, of all people. Like they're, they're the ones that like you went to their house, they had like one CD rack. Yep. It's just filled with the shit from that year or the yeah. last couple of years of things. Like, and, and the Eagles. The best of <laughs> People that you know liked music, but they weren't interested in music. It's like, on yeah, the background. We've got, to, we've got to have some music. Yeah. Like, this is popular at the moment. Let's buy this. Yeah. We can't always listen to SAFM, so we need to put a CD on yeah. every now and again. So then when you get something where like it is popular at the moment, so you get all those people that are like casual listeners get yeah. it, but then people that actually appreciate music are like, this is a really good, catchy song. Yeah. And then suddenly everyone in the world is making Wonderwall jokes. <laughs> yeah, look, I I think um, it does make me think about that time where like I've tried to sort of, you know, you start the year sometimes you're like, I'm going to listen to more current music and try and be a <laughs> better person. Then you're like, you do it for a month and it's like... You listen to High Flying Birds and you go, nah. And I'm like, but then around this time you're like, oh man, like you kind of wish you... I don't wish I was back in that time, but like, having that many like um even at the time huge big bands just putting stuff out on the regular like but then i remember that radio at the time still seemed really shit <laughs> like i don't know whether like i mean i was also you know confined to my brother's radio taste and my parents radio taste of the thing but like and my sisters but yeah it's just like i, I don't i don't want to be those people who like oh when I listen to Triple Days these days, I can't. Like, of course you don't know what's going on because yeah. it's, a youth part, it's a youth radio station. station. <laughs> <laughs> 18 know. to 35. Um, and so they yeah. do, there is a lot of crossover of, you know, popular mainstream stuff because, yeah. you know, it's, they want people to listen. Yep. That's why they have unearthed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put yeah. all the stuff that no one really wants every second on there. And it's like, well, listen to Double J. That's, yeah. That was basically built for you. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> like, was. how... And like even you know, now, I sometimes listen to Double, Double J. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, oh yeah, but like, um, it's it, how, the decade. how genius from Triple J of like, oh, I'm getting sick of these all these like oldies just like constantly harassing us. Let's just give them their own radio station. They'll shut up because yeah. people like us, we need something in between Triple J and Triple M. Because mm. you don't you don't want to be seen as a Triple M fan. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Although I mean, if you want to hear Belgium these days, Triple M is your buddy. <laughs> hey, I mean, they sent me to Los Angeles, so. Thanks but it time. is that cliche too that, uh, yeah, you go to Coles and Woolies and this is the music they're playing as their background music now. I've seen yeah. a lot of uh, things lately of uh, the the hot new costumes for Halloween this year are 90s dress, like people dress like people dress in yeah. the 90s. And it's like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Like, save it's money like, on a costume. My culture's not your costume. I was listening to a podcast <laughs> the other day about how... Um, when you grew up in the eighties and nineties, like uh, you might sort of feel this more than Ben because we're, we're a bit, a little bit older. But like sometimes, like there was so many movies uh, based in the fifties and sixties, like mm-hmm. in like in the youth, and like you start to feel like, is that where I grew up? In? Like, <laughs> is that my touchstone? It's like, it's like there's like you know Stand by Me and and um, like even like the Sandlot and lots of stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of the the films that were aimed at the um, crowd weren't set in the time of the crowd that's yeah. in it was like is that was that on purpose or same as like, big night and the grace of my heart yeah so it's just like, <laughs> it's in 
inside joke. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's and it's like you know they it's it's weird because like you you wonder these days like whether so now it's like their youth is going to be based yeah a lot of these shows you got shows like the new oh, I think they did the Wonder Years but set back in like the nineties yeah. and the eighties like you know yeah. so like their 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 settings are going to be yeah their settings are going to be the eighties and nineties. But I think there's you're going to get a lot of eighties and nineties stuff in films too because you remove the mobile phone from the story. Yeah. So you can actually have a mystery or a problem exactly, that can't be yeah. solved with someone picking up a phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just weird how like, you know, our uh, the, the touchstone of, of, of our youth is like always 30 years before or 30 uh, years Yeah, before. mine was not 50s and 60s because apparently I'm two decades younger than you. But <laughs> when I was growing up, my generation, not everyone, but personally, and I think some people in my circle would look at like, not so much the 60s, but 70s. 70s yeah, yeah. like yeah that should be my that should be my time like that yeah. looked really cool that was fun i wanted to be then i mean we're, we're, we're given like the like we'll push down our throats like beatles and bowie and all that sort of stuff yeah. and now we're doing them to the kids now it's like pearl jam and nirvana yeah. and like all this stuff so it's like it's it's just this, this reoccurring reoccurring dream <laughs> wish it was a reoccurring dream um but yeah that's it we're done and i'm just gonna wait for my son to noisily get some fruit <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should keep your fruit in a paper bag is he eating tomatoes again? Yeah. It's <laughs> the second one for the day. That's so weird. <laughs> he is a weird kid. <laughs> That's don't, my little don't one. Don't you dare take that. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for Oh, thank you for uh, yeah. inviting me back in and making me sit through some terrible music. But Look, some good songs in between. It'll get, it'll get, uh, you'll come back next time and it'll, it'll get even better. Despite like, knowing yeah. the radio show you do, every time you come back, I'm like... Oh, I forgot that Shannon hates all of this. <laughs> Whoops. We we did come on. Um, you can you can look it up. It's in the archive. You can look up our, our episode where we came and ruined your show for half the show. And yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Motorcycle emptiness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's gonna be one person out there that's like, shit, that's a good song. Mm. Um, we'll come back when it's like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Like, yeah, we'll do like another top five that will like ruin your show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks very much. Um, thank- and public uh, condolences to the anchors who lost the Red Link Cup this but year. We had the moral played victory. well though. Moral victory. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> it's when like you're the... losing, the umpires try and help you win, but you still lose. It's like that the CL Supersonics of. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us, it's uh, livingthepasspod at gmail.com or go check us out on Instagram as well. Um, Paul has been working very hard. Yeah, uh, except for music because it's like it's really hard to post link and not get it taken down again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying my best here. Um, but yeah, thanks very much. And um, yeah, uh, where can people check out your your stuff? Uh, well, if they're in a very small circle of uh, the northern suburbs of Adelaide, they can tune to 100.5 Wow FM. And if they're outside of that, the station doesn't do much for those people. You've got podcasts, though. You've got uh, not so much anymore since I was told I wasn't allowed to do it. Oh, <laughs> it was web streaming though, is it not? Uh, no, they, well, there is web streaming. Yes, okay. you can listen to it on web streaming on Sunday bad. nights at 8 p.m. <laughs> but yes. yeah, the podcast all disappeared when uh, the stream, the hosting service I used disappeared. Uh, okay, and no then problem. I had to decide whether I wanted to pay for it or not. And Fair enough, yeah. The decision was made for me. Yeah. All Paul right. pays for all of our stuff. I just don't get involved. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Uh, cool. Um, until next time, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you later. All right. Good night, Dianettes. thanks for listening to living in the past music by antigold check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com 
Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like The X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.